0: Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast with Simon Cocking, Senior Editor. I'll be doing a series of interviews with people at the cutting edge of green tech, clean tech and anything else that we think is interesting and worth listening to for you guys, our listeners. Hi, okay, so here's the latest interview. Um, First of all, um, who am I talking to?
1: Hi Simon, and thank you for inviting me for the interview. And my name is Gerardina Harnett. And um, I am coming in and out for, to Cape Clear since we first came in 2006.
0: Cool. So look, I mean, I'm sitting with you here in the nurse's surgery because you are you are the nurse today as well. That's right. And you come over and do that. But you also were on Cape previously as well, weren't you?
1: Yes. Well, the restart, we came to Cape. Um, we decided in 2006 that we had four children and they were growing up. And myself and Michael decided that we would, for our holidays on one occasion that we would bring them to see Irish culture and heritage Uh and we would visit the Irish islands. Cool. So we started in Cape Clear, having never been here before. Uh And uh, when we were coming in on the boat, just the pure, just the beauty of the the journey in. And then we arrived at this little island. It's like a kidney shaped island with two beautiful harbours. Uh, I know it's about 3.5 to 1.5 kilometers in journey. It's green and yet it's full of colour as well. Uh-huh. And just the whole beauty of the place attracted us. Okay. And then when we came, we were staying at the campsite. And uh, one of the things that in the morning we were walking or even during the night by the tide coming in. And we didn't know what the sound was. Oh, right, know, yeah. so it was kind of a whole new... And then in the morning the gulls are early and all of that just brought us a different perspective. And I think my kids even at that early stage started to sense that sense of freedom. Uh, and we did too. People were walking in the middle of the road, we didn't have to, there weren't too many cars, yeah. we didn't have... It was just that whole sense of touring around and finding places and mm-hmm. exploring, and that was all available to us. So that really encouraged us.
0: So you said a tour of islands, so did you go to other islands or did you just go to this one and then...
1: Well, that the plan was to go to all the islands, starting no. in South okay. West Cork. Yeah. And we never went again to any other islands because since we came to Cape Fear, we just... We I, I've i only been to Sharkland on a day trip once uh-huh. from Cape Clear because we've kept coming back to Cape we just found a soul here I think or a yeah. spirit in Cape that kept attracting us and even last year on our Easter holidays Michael and I visited the two of the Iron Islands and we kept comparing everything to Cape even mm-hmm. though they were beautiful in their own right without a doubt yeah. so different and we kept saying oh my goodness that, that you know Cape. This doesn't have what Cape has, you know. So I suppose we have a, a, a love of this island. So that's what keeps bringing us back, you know. Wow,
0: um, when you came here, you put your kids or some of your kids in school. I think. yeah. That's right. And so, um, what ages were they, and was that, and how long were you here? For? How long were they in school for?
1: Okay, so we decided, uh, because of the peacefulness of Cape, that we would take that I sought at work um reduced hours so i was only working one day a week and uh then we decided why not just come to Cape clear for that one year okay and um we wanted to i suppose our oldest son at that time ollie he was going to sixth class and i was just we were both aware that we were they were moving on mm-hmm. and they were growing up and right. we were both super busy at work and the time was passing and these were our this was our life and our kids and they were kind of moving on yeah so we decided maybe we should just take a little bit of a breather time with them and uh, that cape gave us that so the four went to school in cape uh-huh. It was a lovely uh, little school it's a uh, it's kind of embedded between two hills and it's facing out to the south harbour there were two teachers Cecilia was the principal at the time and she had the junior cycle and Maura had the senior cycle. But not only were there two teachers, there were also a teacher that taught them computers. There was somebody that taught them French. And Breed, our neighbour, she's also a teacher, and she came specially to get my four kids up to date with Irish, because Mm -hmm. it was an Irish medium school, and even though they had Irish from national school, we didn't speak Irish at home, or it wasn't certainly part of what we ever thought about. Yeah. and when they came to school here in Irish, we had a slight concern me, that maybe that it would impact on their, their education at the time. But reflecting back on that makes me realise how that learning is far more than what you learn in the classroom or what you learn from the books on the curriculum. And Cape Clear offered them a very different type of learning because the first day they came here, they were sent up with all the other... they were there were 10 kids in the school when my four came, okay. so then there were 14, uh-huh. and all 14 went up the school road and were to explore the hedge grows, and they were to explore what they saw, and they had to come back, they had to classify them, they had to, to classify them on both Irish and English, and Michael and myself just stood back from that and we thought, my goodness, you know, this is a very different kind of learning, that's maybe not tied to the curriculum, but is Mm. a a really good learning for them. And then there's other ways of learning too, because one of the things that I find now is that because they didn't have school uniforms, they learned how to be expressive in a way that they might not have been, you know, if they were. And I think that they learned one of the things we found was that they learned very much, uh, and I've heard other podcast speakers say this as well, that they learned from different ages and different genders. Uh-huh, sure, yeah. So when they were in regular school, um, the, the boys stuck with the boys and they hardly ever spoke to the girls. They wouldn't be playing with them anyway. Why would they? And vice versa. But here, that wasn't an issue at all. And they all played together, irrespective of age and gender. Yeah and one of the big things other things they learned like um they learned to take risks like jumping off the harbour wall and and uh the, the, that old wall below on the north harbour is gone now but they used to stand up in this really high old wall when the tide was in and just lip off yeah. and people were coming in in the boats so they used to be kind of marveling at the kids doing that, and but when they started doing that first there was a fear but after a while that fear was completely gone and they were jumping in and And all of that will stand to them in later life, I believe, and as part of their growth and development, that taking that risk and taking the fear into their hands and just going for it, and they learned that here, and um, they 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 swam even into November in the cold, and they were chattering teeth. No, (laughs) you know we were all standing with our coats on in the rain, waiting for them to go out. But so all of those kind of and the deep friendships, one of the things that struck me. I suppose it was for me when I um, when I was here because I had more time I used to feel that it was kind of a a, a, a a positive marker if I had the fire lighting the stove lighting we were staying over in the eastern part of the island in a house called Tig Flurry mm-hmm. and uh, Tig Flurry we had no television we had no playstation Um, we had a lovely stove in, this, in the living room and in the kitchen there was this fabulous oven and I used to make it kind of was like my mark of success that I had a nice warm dinner and I had something baked yeah. and not only did my kids come, but oftentimes many uh the fourteen kids might come, and there was always an open house and a welcoming, and I loved that it was yeah. like part of so um they They learned well, they learned by hanging out, just sitting on the rocks outside, outside flurries, take flurries and chatting to each other, yeah. and then they'd be rolling down the rocks, and some people might come and visit me, and they might say, "Is that not a bit dangerous Gerardina? and I suppose when I looked at it from their point of view, yeah, it probably was, but we were lucky, and you know they, they, they did things that might be perceived as dangerous in other contexts yeah look I mean
0: and your guys i mean have, they went on to to continue their education in Irish and do some, um, you know, like I'm thinking of Austin going away and doing quite uh, interesting, challenging things. So so, so it sounds like, do, do you feel that being given that independence at a relatively age, age, early age enabled and helped them to maybe do things later on as well?
1: I think there's no doubt about that, Simon. I think that the fact that they learned to be here, they learned to be independent, they learned to be critical thinkers, mm-hmm. Um, they learned about themselves Every bit through the kids that they, they engaged with yeah. and not only the kids but also the o- other adults on the island yeah. who if they saw something odd they might make a remark in a way that made them stand back and think yeah. and uh, so definitely I would see that if we we're fortunate and that the, the, the four of them are very independent now and you're right, Austin On his, the day after his 16th birthday he took a flight on his own to China, yeah, and he's been three months there, and yeah. uh, wound up in Beijing for a week on his own. Having gone to China since myself in a different context, I, I questioned our thinking and letting him go on his own. Yeah. Uh But nevertheless, thankfully, again, he arrived back safely, and yes. has, yeah. you know, has. Um, that's great. Yeah.
0: So um. So so that that sounds very positive, and that's that's great. Um, if 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 a family was thinking of coming. What what tips would you give to help them to maybe um, have, a, have a safe landing or to 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 feel their way in and integrate successfully?
1: Okay, so I would start by saying don't overthink it. Okay, yeah. Kind of just, just grab it and go for it if the chances there are. Um, be prepared to have extra time in your life. And if you're not used to that, that's something that can be a challenge, mm-hmm. you know, and dealing with that. Um, I filled my time here by reading we moved uh, because Tig Flurry was used in the summertime for students and we moved over to uh, the Glen Road where we moved into Fiona's house and Fiona's mum had had a lovely house and we moved into that house and they had a library with all the old classics so I spent my time absolutely it was like a a treasure reading and baking cooking um, it's much cheaper to live here not that you you less need to money spend your money on. this is it you, but you do need money because you have to pay your rent yeah. and you have to pay for everything and mm-hmm. you have to be independent but you, less, you spend a lot less yeah. and I suppose other people might not know that um, for example at Christmas time uh, my experience of Christmas shopping is stressful it's raining it's dark it's pushing trolleys and packed shops it's spinning using the visa card without consideration mm-hmm. just like oh I need that for her and I need that whereas Christmas here was we rang up Fields which is the grocery shop in Scabrene. we told them what we need. We planned it all planned out that was always a big thing we used to always plan out what we needed yep. and then we ordered that and then that, that came the Fields then put that in a box with old fashioned card and a label they, that's brought out to the ferry the guys at the ferry put it on the ferry they take it off the ferry at the other side. So, and all we have to do is to go down to the harbour and pick our boxes mm. and put them in the route of the car. It's
0: like pre-online shopping. It's kind just of. Yeah.
1: A, a, a gift, really. Yeah. And um, uh, However, I would say, if you're planning to come into Cape Clear, that if you are collecting your shopping, to be, not to leave it too late on the harbour because the gulls will smell meat. It doesn't matter how well wrapped it is mm. and they will have it yeah. before you get to it if you don't get down to it quickly. That's one of the things. Um, I said I think it's I, one of the things I feel as well is that be prepared if you're coming in here to actually have real and authentic relationships with people because I suppose I'm busy at work uh, my job is very much um, it's about having relationships with people in a professional friendly way but I found when I was in Cape because the people had extra time and they were interested in you and I met friends here who I mightn't have had this similar type of relationships mm-hmm. with, with people in other places. Yeah. So that was, that was I think that's something to prepare yourself for. Um, there's a great number of people who live here because I, and I have friends who are from Cape from Clear, uh, from other parts of Ireland, from parts of England, from Germany, from France. Uh, there's just a lot of mix of people here that that, that, that gives us an opportunity to have bit b- greater friendships. Uh, also, there's a health centre here. There's Munina, the nurse that's here all of the time. There is the school with two teachers and more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a sport field, large community hall. There's a gym. Uh, there's a fabulous library with everything you might ever want from the point of view, Joan will have it sorted. Yeah. Uh, the co-op for stuff like your diesel, your coal, etc. Um, like you were talking to, to, about, to about, uh, Samantha about the bees and um, also Trina has bees. There's mm. a lot of that activity. Um, there's the garden tunnels, fishing, all year round swimming, whale and dolphin watching, uh, there are many many seals and birds everywhere of all types of different shapes and sizes. Mary and Steve keeps us up to date all the time of what new birds are coming in and um, I suppose Steve or there's Jeff, Dr Jeff Oliver he knows absolutely everything there is to know about flora, flora and f- yeah. fauna and flora uh music, my kids learn music with Mary Malloy. Okay. Yeah. Uh below in, in Cutters. Um we did Kaylee dancing with Michal, the, the postman. Um we did art and pottery with Catherine and Denny. Uh kayaking with Paula. Like there's so many things. Um uh, there's the chip shop. There's the shop that's like a hardware and a grocery and a restaurant all combined. Yeah. Uh, there's a the community bus. So in the my kids used to walk to school um and I used to this, we all get off the little bags in the morning after school, uh, walking. But then when it was raining, Mary used to collect them on the bus. Yeah. Um, there is the the hostel, the campsite. There's the Irish college in college in the summer. Um, uh, people do things like this morning. Today now is the twenty ninth of August, and I opened the door this morning. There was a plastic bag of rhubarb. So my extra neighbour just dropped in rhubarb. Very good. Me today uh people drop in eggs, uh Fiona does the meat. Um there's just so much uh, to even though it's a small space there's you wouldn't believe how much there really is going on here yeah. until you're here. Um one of the things I learned was Richie used to be in the hostel when we came here and his wife was um, Janet. And um She tells used to tell me That in the morning times In the winter She used to get up And open her curtains And depending on how it looked Outside She made the decision Of whether to go back in Under the duvet <laughs> Or to get up And for me When I thought about that It was like hibernating In the winter mm. And I was thinking You know Nowadays they're talking About resilience And how we need to have our sleep And you know In the winter time To be able to make that to Have those choices Like that's something that's not, yeah. un- not to underestimate At any level Um I suppose one of the challenges here is possibly the search for housing. But when mm-hmm. we came, uh, Breed, um, next door to us here, she, Breed is the uh, wife of the uh, co-op manager, Seamus, who you had on a podcast a couple of mm-hmm. days ago. And uh, Breed really helped us. She went and she acted on our behalf, uh, helping us to, yeah. to find uh, accommodation. Um, I suppose I sound like I'm giving you a very romantic vision mm-hmm. of the island.
0: Well, I guess like you say though, you look out and you assess the weather and maybe you have you adapt accordingly, you know. So yeah. if it's good you do certain things and if it's not You, you just change and yeah. do something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um look I mean, with your with your kids, I guess, uh then have they reflected on it and said to you? Did they say, "Oh, mum, why did you drag us to an island"? Or you know?
1: Okay, definitely. Before we came, we talked about it with them, mm-hmm. and they had grave concerns about not having the PlayStation, not having the television. And we made a choice to do to to, to do that, okay. and we said, "Look, we'll be we trying for a month, and if it's if it's that terrible, let's you know, let's yeah, we'll we make that deal." And honestly, when we came, they never again questioned this. It. it never it never came up. Yeah. Um. The one of the things I asked them before, because we had, you had asked me a co- two weeks ago to talk to you, and one of the, when I was talking to the lads about that, uh, one of the things uh, Lucy mentioned was, she said that she used to play GA before she came to the island. Yes, yeah. And since she came to the island, she didn't do that, and she never went back to it. Oh, right, okay. And... Um, and but and then Oliver, I mean, uh, uh, my oldest son, he mentioned about the fact that he used to play GEA too, but he was he loved football and things, but he continued to play here with with Owen, who was his friend, mm-hmm. and, the, and the other kids as well. And uh, but one of the things he said to me that he always used to find that it was a nuisance that the grass was always too long on the sports field. Yeah. So there were a few maybe things like that, but when I look when you think about it, those things are yeah. you know are not. Big issues about. Well, they were important to
0: them at the time. At the time, yeah.
1: They would also now that they were very grateful for the opportunity. Mhm. And one of the things I note um is that, I think that when kids are going to national school, that they tend to go and gravitate with their peers to whatever secondary school their peers are going to, or, whereas because of the fact that we came to Cape and they had that break yeah. from that it gave them an opportunity to actually think themselves well where what do I really want and where do I would I really like to go. Yeah. Like Austin was always very keen on art on art. And he actually went around to a number of secondary schools to pick a school for art and Whatever art teacher was there, and he picked the school he picked. That's great. Yeah, because yeah. of that. Yeah. So, and now he's doing art uh, yeah. in, in college. And, uh, you know, Hannah was always very interested, really loved the language while she was here. And she was very good with friends with Sive Millwood. They were in the same class together here in Cape. And um, they, they both were completely, I felt, charmed by Irish language. And like Hannah, is still she's doing her masters at the moment through the medium of Irish. Even really? though she never did Irish as a degree. Okay, wow. Um, yeah. she did lang- her language was French. and She's teach going to well, be teaching French, teaching business, but she's doing through the medium of Irish. So you know they, they're still and what I noticed they went back to Oliver went to an Irish secondary school and the other kids were still younger, so they went to an Irish national school when we went back, even though they hadn't been in an Irish national school before we started, before we came to Cape, but. One of the things I did notice is when they hung around at the carnival or whatever that they with their friends that they used to talk in Irish together okay even though they wow. weren't in in back they weren't on Cape or, yeah. and I think that they liked doing that that they found that that was something different that they had, yeah, yeah, so um they you know it, yeah. yeah, they valued it yeah, and Oliver even today, I spoke to him this morning, and he said he's proud that he does know Irish and that he has that that's even though he doesn't he, he's a teacher now too but he doesn't Irish is not one of his subjects but uh, he said he's proud of the language so yeah. they gained that by mistake it wasn't wh- why we came yeah. but they picked it up and they still have it so that's great yeah
0: look so um, that's really good um, and you know you were very comprehensive is there anything else that you wanted to mention that we didn't cover Okay,
1: so one of the things I notice about Cape Clear as well is that I think that the adults here and the older people here, they they have a certain courage and braveness maybe that you don't see in other places. And what I mean, and I th- I um and I know we mentioned this. I often reflect on the fact that. Um, and I know you mentioned I was the nurse and I was fortunate to, when the public health, I was a public health nurse before I came to the island. And sometimes if the public health nurse had to go on a meeting or whatever, um, I went for an interview and I was like the relief nurse. Okay, yeah. So that's, and I was, I'm very fortunate to be able to hold on to that role on the island because even as a professional, it gives me an extra edge because here is the nurse you're, there's no other medical practice You're the first point, yeah. You're the first point. Yeah. Um, of course, the people now, if there's an emergency, they'll call they will call 999. They don't come to the nurse for that. But the nurse, uh, and the nurse is very much supported here by the Medical Centre in, in Skibbereen and in Skull, by South Dock, which is a vital uh, aspect of the role of the nurse and, and the mm. healthcare provision on the island. But um, I think that because that when I talk to some of the older men maybe that they've been abroad, they've travelled all over the world because they've been to sea. Yeah. Uh, either uh, on big ships or fishing or whatever. And there is a different, I think, um, steeliness about people who live on the island. Yeah. Uh, and almost like um, resilience that people don't necessarily need services because they know how to fix things themselves, and they're yeah. quite resilient to doing that. They need to be, don't they? Absolutely. Yeah. And I see that as because I I nurse people in various different places okay. and places, and I just noted that about people who live on the island that yeah. there is that steeliness, you know, which is a good thing to have in life. I I I I, I believe. Yeah. So I I that's just one thing I note and another uh, like the children becoming friends with children of other age groups. As, a, as an adult on the island I also became friends with people of all different diverse ages and one particular friend of mine like she is um, an older lady but she she has she travels across Europe in a camper van and herself and her dog and yeah. you know I learned courage and to be braver perhaps from the people I met on Cape so yeah. that's something as well you she's know, great
0: multiple knee and hip operations oh yeah
1: absolutely so yeah. you know that's you know, and, and other other people on the island as well who are like you know mary leonard with her chip shop and mm-hmm. even when everything else at a time of covid didn't go right mary pulled out the chip shop and you yeah. know she she had that there for the for the community and for the visitors and yeah. so people are problem solvers and and think about it and you know that's that rubs off on everybody who comes here as well so i think we become more resilient mm-hmm. as a person and uh, you know as a family from being here um, Let's see. I wonder what else have I to say. That looking at look, just look out the window at the colors and the sea, and you know that gives you a different kind of energy as well. And yeah. It's a place you can decide to be healthier.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know you can decide to 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 buy certain healthy foods from from bring it in or buy it in, and you can decide to go on walks. It doesn't matter whether it's pelting. Yeah. With rain or you know if it's a beautiful day. Um, like k- Paula was kayaking uh, at midnight with all the the teenagers here and the younger kids, uh, looking at the phosphorescence. Yes. Was, you know. Where it was would amazing. You get, where would you get that? Yeah. Like last night, the moon was was the the, the whole surround. It was lit up with the the silver sea. You know, you don't have to. You just yeah. have to look out the window and see. It's just an amazing, you know, and I know it sounds romantic, and I know it. It probably has its challenges, and I've no doubt that if I was living here all the time, then I might experience those challenges more mm-hmm. because I'm somebody that comes and goes. So therefore, you know, I may have only the romantic idea of the island. So. But I guess
0: why you're interesting is, is that people like you have come for a period of time as well and the kids have had that experience. So therefore you are talking from the perspective of, of, a, of a year here as well as yeah, when yeah, you come back right. now. So.
1: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I suppose some of the kids and my kids went to school with, they have integrated into our whole family. And some of those young people are even like part of our, almost like our own kids sometimes, yeah. you know, and in or out of our house at the moment. And I know other speakers said that as well, you know. Yeah. And maybe that happens everywhere, but we certainly have a strong link with the young adults now from Cape.
0: Thanks very much for that. I appreciate it talking to you.
1: Thanks very much, Simon, for the opportunity. I really enjoyed it.
0: Great.